This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Hi everyone. Thank you for being here with us today for part two of Loss and Grief with Dr. Ramesh Patni. Hello, Ramesh Pai. How are you? Hello. How are you? Welcome to the chat again. I'm delighted you're back today. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. So, oh. no, Ramesh Pai, like I was reading, um, look like what happened with Prince Philip. And they said that the Queen was preparing for it for a while because of yes. health conditions. Yes. But the experience mm -hmm. when it happens is actually mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. So how do it you is. deal yeah. with it when there is some sort of loss in your life? Yeah, so, you know, when even when we think about loss, when we think about grief, even we can observe other people, you know, grieving and losing. Uh, but when it comes to the experience itself, you know, things are very different yes. because, you know, then it becomes your own subjective experience. Mm -hmm. So in terms of giving advice, so if, if we think about, you know, two scenarios, so somebody who has not lost it, just like you mentioned about Her Majesty the Queen, that, mm -hmm. you know, she kind of may have thought, yes, you know, is coming to an end. And therefore, somehow I need to prepare for it. Mm -hmm. So that is called anticipatory grief. In other words, that the grief is going to come mm -hmm. and you're anticipating grief to come. Right. But you may get a, another scenario where somebody has actually lost somebody. And then how do you actually advise them to deal with the grief? Yes. And, and some of these things we already kind of discussed in the first session. But, uh, you know, we can we can think about uh, about the two scenarios. So. Um, the first session which we did becomes the basis on which you can kind of talk about loss and grief to anybody and say, look, this is what I know about grief. This is how it happens. I know that, you know, your uh, relative is in the hospice, is in, uh, you know, in a terminal condition. Mm -hmm. and, and therefore, you need to kind of start thinking about these things. So that then provides a framework within that can start thinking about it. It's not necessarily they're going to respond to it when the when the death actually occurs, but at least they know that there is a process, there's a stages which one has to go through. Okay. Now, suppose you know somebody has actually lost a person. Mm -hmm. So for them, first of all, you know, just tell them put aside some time for uh, you know thinking about the person you have lost. Don't get caught up in everything and then, you know, you're kind of not only denying yourself, but maybe kind of, you know, refusing to think about it. Mm -hmm. So you need to, first of all, take time and stay with yourself, stay with the uh, kind of uh, person you have lost and the memories which are which are arising in your mind. Okay. Secondly, uh, if you want to kind of uh, advise them, build up a routine in your life, build up a day-to-day -day plan and have a certain sense of control over your life because when you get lost in your life normally we think oh my god you know i didn't have any control i couldn't do anything 
and and there is kind of uh, you know grief even about that so getting control of your life is another thing is to build up a routine number 3 understand that other people's reactions and comments are about them they are not about you So when they talk to you about grief and talked about this person and that person and how this was relation was like this and like this, those are their pers- perspectives on yourself and the other person who has been lost. And it is not necessarily that you know you have to accept them. So you kind of frame them within your own context. Okay. Number four, look for support. Look for support wherever you can. So whether it's family, whether it's friends, whatever it is, just try and look for support and support means just talking to somebody and you know it could be a friend it could be anybody who who you you are connected with and 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 the last thing i would say don't rush into judging yourself with negative emotion and say look you know i i i'm i could have done this i could have done that yeah. maybe this could have been prevented like this and you know then you can you know, start blaming yourself yeah. and you may feel guilt about it you may feel shame about it don't kind of you know try to judge yourself okay about the loss so this is really the this is the framework you're giving us is applicable for any loss not just any loss, a person any, you know yeah. not just a person That's it's right. even for the loss of a relationship or yes, a job yes, okay. because you know the principles are the same because loss is loss okay and it can be some as i was saying it can be symbolic loss or it can be a personal loss you lose somebody because that person has died okay. or you can have a symbolic loss like a relationship is come to an end a uh, person is going through divorce you know that intense feeling can be there as well so that is also another loss but remember every loss there is a grief right and there is a grieving process right and therefore the same principles will probably apply but you may need to kind of adjust your kind of uh, wording in 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 one way or the other okay and and this pro- will get you this these principles will help you deal with the grieving process yes yes so so as long you see the the thing uh, uh, i'm sure is that first of all you have to intellectually understand yes you know yes. so you got some framework within you which you can yes. process your grief okay okay so if you have that framework mm-hmm. then it is possible for you to start understanding the grief in the first place okay okay and understanding loss and we talked about that uh, quite quite a lot in the first session yes. but basically you got a certain framework within which to think about it to process your gr- uh, loss and grief and and then come coming to terms with it but of course you know uh, one one can go further and and think about other things as well so can you give us some tools that you know because at that point sometimes the whole intellectual stuff just leaves our brain Are there some yes. tools that we can use every day without fail or twice a day, which will help yes. us yes. not yes. sink yes. into deep, deep, deep grief? Yes, 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 yes. So um, it's important to remember that you know there are tools and 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 techniques available to deal with grief and loss. And some of these principles I've already mentioned to you. Yes. Uh, but but we can kind of think about it in 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 a slightly different way. So for example. sharing your feelings very important mm-hmm. now how do you share feelings with others is to be open to be honest mm-hmm. to a trusting person if you know this tr- person is somebody i can talk to openly without being judged or anything mm-hmm. you know share your feelings with that person 
That is number one. Okay. Number two is that uh, think about keeping a journal. Write things down. If you can't express to somebody, here's another day of dealing with uh, loss and grief is to start writing things down because it is, it is a mode of expression as well. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is do something creative. Now, at that point, you know, depending on which stage of grief you are, but certainly if you begin to kind of take your mind away from the loss and the grief into a creative way of dealing with it. Okay. So, for example, you can take a painting and start drawing and, you know, um, making pictures and so on. Or you can write poetry. You can write about the person you lost, the relationship you lost, and you start being creative about it. Okay. Because that involves another part of your brain, which is not so locked up in terms of ruminating about the loss again and again and again. Okay. So that that is, you know, your right part of the brain, which is to do with creativity. So it gives another kind of relief for the person who is there. Okay. That's number three. Number four, as I said before, set aside time and space for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it doesn't mean that you isolate yourself completely, but yeah. you know, uh, it, it sounds as if no, 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 you, you know, don't, don't leave somebody alone. But right. in a sense, that, you know, that person needs to be on their own. So imagine that, you know, if somebody has passed away, people are phoning, people are sending messages, people are even coming to visit you. You need your own space and time. Okay. Because there is also time to kind of grieve about it and say, yes, I know this is uh, a space I can use for myself. Number five, um, avoid making any big changes in your life at that time. Because you already had a big change in your life. You know, if you lost somebody significant, <laughs> mm -hmm. you don't want to start creating more changes. Just yeah. stay stable at that point. And therefore, that becomes another approach whereby you say to yourself, okay, I was thinking about this, that I don't want to make any further changes. Then go on to number six. Um, Physically exercising, very important. Okay. Even if you go out for a walk, 10, 15 minutes, you know, just go out for a walk, be with yourself and just, uh, you know, uh, this kind of physical exercise itself has got, you know, its own value. Okay. And, uh, you know, to calm the body, calm the mind. And, and this takes care of your emotional self as well. And, you know, sometimes you can um, have a punching bag. Right. You know what the boxers use. Oh, and, right. and if you feel that feel that anger coming into you, you know, get get a few pill, pillows to pillows and bash and them bash, up. Yes. yes, bash, 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 and that kind of gets rid of that kind of emotional energy which is you know which is there in in inside you. Okay. Um, the next thing is participating as much as you can, as much as is appropriate for you in social connection. Okay. See, the whole purpose of this is that you are not alone in the world. People are there to help you. Okay. And they will help you as much as you reach out to them. So as much as you engage in some kind of social connection, even if it's picking up the phone and talking to somebody, you know, it can it can kind of bring you outside of yourself. You see what I mean? Okay. When you connect with somebody else. Okay. And, and, and the last thing I'm sure is that you know, we know there's a whole dimension of spirituality and religion. Mm -hmm. And there are so many techniques there. For example, prayer is there. Mm -hmm. There is a mantra chanting is there. Mm -hmm. There is meditation. There is mindfulness. 
all these are so valuable techniques to be used when you are in this kind of loss and grief. Okay. So here, you know, eight different things which uh, uh, which which one can be able to support anybody, and these are the tools which they can learn themselves and begin to employ them. And as I said, that you know, long-term resilience can be built up by these these kind of uh, you know things as well. So it's it's worth keeping in mind that you know the, there are tools, there are tools which are practical tools which you can use, and you can uh, you know adopt them at once and then start using them as much as you as you want to. Okay, and when and how can we support someone else when they're going through loss or grief? Okay, so again, taking the same principles, you know, because what I'm describing is how can we, you know, uh, uh, support uh, people support themselves through various tools yeah, and techniques. Yeah, yeah. But of course, you know, we can also help them to go through them, as it were. Okay. So that, you know, for example, if somebody comes to you and say, I'm sure, you know, I've lost somebody, I would just like to come and speak to you, connect with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, you can support them by just being with them. Okay. Okay. So let's think about specifically how, how we can uh, help people who are already grieving. Now, first of all, you yourself have to understand the grieving process. Right. You see what I mean? Right, right. So if you have got a good understanding about you know what is loss, what is grief, what is the connection between loss and grief, mm -hmm. what are the five stages of grieving, what are the four tasks of grieving, etc. Now you've got a clear picture in your mind. Okay. So first of all, number one, understand loss and grief for yourself. Okay. And you may have of course gone through some loss yourself. So you can combine the experience with this knowledge which uh, we are talking about just now. Okay. And you know it, it may involve so many kind of intense uh, reactions and responses. And, and, and it's important that not only do you understand uh, the, the grief, but uh, avoid judging anybody okay. and saying, oh, you know, this person is grieving too much and he's taking too long and so on and so on. Because if you understand the grieving process, you are not going to push anybody to do anything which is beyond them, right? Okay. Number two, know what to say. When somebody is grieving, this is a skill of communication and you need to give the right message at the right time with the right intensity of feeling, with the right approach, with the right attitude. Okay. You see what I mean? Okay. It is a communication skill so that when you are with somebody, you have to uh, say the right thing at, in, in the right way. Okay. But even more important is the ability to listen. Okay. Okay. Listening is so important. And by that, I mean just very carefully listening to this person who is maybe even in silence. But to be with that person as a presence, as a reality, in, in with that person, with yourself, can be a tremendous help to that person. Okay. And then when they start talking, listen very carefully because they are expressing some of these deepest kind of emotion and connection with the thing that they have lost. Right. So listen very carefully and be present for them. Okay. Presence means that you don't have to kind of keep on, you know, talking or doing something or, you know, trying to ask them questions. No, just stay with them, be present with them. Just, you know, just by your presence, you are telling them I'm here and I'm here to support you. Okay. So that's, that's number two. And then number three, um, Coming back to practicalities, so you can offer practical assistance. Okay. 
see a person, for example, is living on their own, they've lost their husband, and, and now they, you know, kind of very enclosed in themselves and, and, you know, trying to manage the whole process. So, you know, just kind of us telling them, I'm here to help you. Actually, you know, there are ways of even putting that because you don't want to kind of impose on them and say, look, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, tell me what you want me to do. Yes. You can put it in another way and say, look, uh, you know, I was just going out to the shops. Would you like me to kind of, uh, you know, bring you something? Or is there anything I can help you with, which, which you know, you need at this moment and so on and so on. So practical assistance, uh, you know, whether it is getting something physical for them or, or dropping children to the school or whatever it is, you know, it, it can be some kind of practical support. Number, number four is that, you know, provide, uh, remember that, you know, this grieving process can be long term. Mm -hmm. So you don't say to yourself, okay, you know, this is a friend and, you know, I've done what I can. Yeah. Now it's up to them. Hmm. Be prepared to support over a long period of time okay. because this is how we can help people who are, uh, who have experienced loss and grief. You know, the, there may be family members, you know, you know, at a certain point, people begin to say, okay, now I want to leave this person okay. alone because, you know, I've done whatever I can. I've done what but I, I think, Yeah. Yes, yes. But but I think, you know, it requires long-term support. You may not be talking to them every day, but, you know, once in a while you can say, okay, I'm here. What can I do? Mm. You know, uh, is there something which, uh, you know, let's have a cup of tea together mm. and we talk about it. So, you know, be prepared for that uh, long-term kind of support. Now, the important thing here, Anshu, is that watch out for... Um, warning signs of depression okay if you want to help other other people yes watch out for these signs of de depression so, because these are right, that's what i was going to ask you about next is when do you you, you know you want to take someone for professional help that's exactly that's right. yeah that's right so this this is it and and we can begin to see you know this signs and symptoms of somebody who is going into 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 depression because you know they are not functioning well they're not able to look after themselves. They're not able to look after their family members. They become withdrawn. They become, you know, anxious as various different things. And, and you know, these are warning signs. And if we see these persons, you know, grieving is going on and on, and they're kind of slipping into a depressive mode all the time, then that is the time to then uh, ask for professional help. So this is what, what, what the next thing is, is that, you know, when is the time? So I to wanted to ask you something. All these things you've yes. said, that they're not able to look after themselves, they're not able to look after the family, they're feeling anxious. So a lot of people go through this for a certain period of time. That's so right. when do you but know the, that now's the time yes. to try and help them yes. professionally? Yes. yes. So when it becomes prolonged, when this kind of phase lasts a long time and those symptoms become more intense. So for example, functioning in daily life, as I mentioned, they become less and less and less functioning so that they can't even, you know, dress themselves or, you know, those are signs of depression, mm -hmm. uh, excessive anger, excessive guilt, and they're kind of screaming and shouting every day for many, many days, uh, neglecting their own self, you know, even personal hygiene. Some people kind of withdraw themselves so much that they can't even get out of bed and they don't change and they don't even have a bath. And, and there is extreme focus on the death or whatever the loss was. 
and and you know inability to 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 enjoy anything you know withdrawing from everybody else and and one important things there is a kind of rumination about suicidal thoughts oh goodness okay okay so people then you know if they're getting to that point of extreme depression they start having suicidal thoughts now that is the risk right. once you know that this person has started thinking about suicide that becomes a risk and even further if they start planning that is an extremely high risk situation okay. and if 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 you are helping somebody you got to recognize uh, and and it can be very tricky to even say to somebody okay you know i think you need to get some professional help so it has to be done sensitively it has to be done sometimes you know in an indirect indirect way i'm 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 recognizing that you're not sleeping well at all uh, would you like to you know me to kind of uh, put you in touch with somebody who can uh, help you with the sleeping so that opens up the doorway okay. so again dealing sensitively with people who are experiencing this kind of you know loss okay okay so that was a lot again um uh, but uh, tell me something um what would what advice would you like to give up okay so um i i've got some you know uh, tips which i think would be very useful number one face the loss don't run away from it don't deny it don't try to cover it up face the loss accept the reality of the loss that's number 1 okay number 2 give yourself time to grieve okay? okay don't rush into it don't do anything just take time uh, but at the same time to know that you know the tears are going to flow they're going to flow for a long time and grieving openly is something which is expressive of your emotion without trying to restrict yourself and deny yourself that expression okay so number 2 give yourself time to grieve and to space in which you can also grieve okay acknowledge and share your feelings with others this is what i was saying again as well right. is that you need to kind of think about you know let me share my feelings with others because sharing is also having your your pressure okay your stress okay and there are other people who are there to support you and say okay unload it onto me i'm here to help you i'm here in in this presence again the same thing which i mentioned before number 4 be gentle with yourself okay just be very gentle don't blame yourself don't beat yourself up you know because people do that all the time they beat themselves i i should have done i should have done but validate your feelings acknowledge your feelings and be gentle with yourself and take care of yourself that is also very important okay uh, as i mentioned before number 5 occupy yourself with some routine on a daily basis know that you know this is the time i need to get up this is the time i need to have breakfast this is the time i'm going to go out for a walk this kind of routine and daily activities can be very helpful in supporting mm-hmm. number 6 um don't forget to ask uh and to look at all the positive things in your life sometimes when we get into yeah. such a negative mode of functioning that we you know forget to celebrate what we what we have yes. and what we have kind of gone through an experience so whatever experience positive experience just keep them bringing to your mind because that kind of you know um makes it diminishes the grief and the loss to a certain extent okay. so remember 
you know, there are plenty of things we can celebrate. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of positive experiences we will have. Those are our friends as well. Okay. We can bring them into our mind and they will help us and they yes. will support us. Yes, and they, you're right. Reach it. There's always, yes. always something to be grateful for, no matter That's what you're it. going through. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And reach out to others dealing with loss as well. See, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. There are other people who experience loss. And there's somebody, you know, last month who might have experienced grow loss and this month you are experiencing, you know, reach out to them and kind of it becomes like a, you know, a group which are, uh, you know, sharing and caring. Mm -hmm. And sharing and caring can be a wonderful system of support as well. Okay. And then finally, seek out support for yourself from any source, family, friends, connections, even if you have to, you know, get some professional help as well. And then the last thing, begin to accept your new reality. Okay. That acceptance is also very important. Okay. Say, for example, if somebody loses somebody, you know, it's a big empty space which is left in their lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. To accept okay. that and to adjust to this new reality is also another process which then begins to take you into a new forward-looking space. Okay. And, you know, you don't have to push it, mm -hmm. but it will come at a time where you are beginning to accept it. Just like I mentioned in the five stages of grief, is that when you come towards the end, it is about accepting that reality, saying to yourself, yes, I know this has happened. I've gone through this grieving process. Now let me look forward. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. That was incredible. I have one question that's come in for you. And um, someone here said that, you know, when they, they've recently gone through a loss and it's made them numb, so they're saying that we understand all the things you've said about the different processes, but currently they're not being able to feel anything. So what advice right. do you have for them? Yeah, so, so numbness is part of that, um, that uh, kind of stage whereby you begin to withdraw. So it's like you're shutting off the emotion. Mm -hmm. You're shutting it off because it is too intense for you to experience. Okay. Yeah. Now here, the numbness is a defensive mechanism. Okay. Okay. Which means that you have to kind of work with yourself slowly by slowly, one bit at a time, mm -hmm. and begin to kind of reflect on this and say to yourself, yes, I'm having this numbness, but why am I making myself to be numb? Okay. okay? And with the help of your friends, <coughs> you can begin to kind of process that emotion bit by bit, slowly by slowly. So that the numbness then begins to open a door for the expression of emotion. Okay. And that then becomes, sometimes it can become like a floodgate. Right. And I've seen people who, know, who are numb to start with, but when I am talking to them slowly <laughs> by slowly, mm -hmm. you know, they, they open up and all of a sudden, you know, the tears start it's flowing. Intense. They become so kind of intensely aware of that emotion, the grief which is there. So don't rush it, but at the same time, you know, try to kind of get help from your friends and try to kind of reflect on where is this numbness coming from and try to kind of uh, think about how you can begin to process the grief. Thank you. Thank you. That was such an incredible chat. And I thank you so much. I know you're going to help a lot of people with this. Thank you.
Thank you for being here. Well, thank thank you, Anshu, and thank you for inviting me and giving me the space and time to talk. Uh, you know, this this is a topic which people tend to push away. You know, nobody likes yes, to talk about yes, loss yes. and death and dying. But you know, this is something which is so important, and you're doing a great job in bringing this to the people. Thank you, thank you again, Ramesh. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life.